Welcome to Supply Chain Central, a podcast made by the Rutgers University Supply Chain Association, delivered to you monthly to keep you up to date on all things supply chain. Welcome back to school, everyone. For our first episode of the semester, we will be welcoming a special guest and RBS graduate, Alexis Timpano. We're going to be diving into some hot topics for seniors and juniors looking for full-time offers and in need of job advice. It can be super difficult to land a full-time offer, but don't worry, Ruska has you covered. Keep listening to this episode for job application tips, internship advice, rotational programs, salary negotiations, higher education, and more. Hi everyone, so my name is Nushi and I'm your new podcast host for the 2021-22 school year. I'm super excited to be hosting these episodes for you guys. Um, A little intro about myself before we get started. I'm a junior at RBS and I'm majoring in supply chain and I plan on getting my master's in healthcare administration and data analytics through the accelerated program at Rutgers. So this past summer, I interned at Catalan Pharmaceuticals um, as a global procurement intern. And this is our first episode for the school year. So we have with us Alexis, who is going to be speaking to us about some college and career advice on job seeking. And I actually met her through my internship this Um, summer. And I believe she graduated in 2017, but uh, correct me if I'm wrong. And then went on to get her um, master's in finance. Um, She's worked for L'Oreal for two years. And then um, now she's at Catalent for the last year, I believe. Um, So that was just my quick summary. Is there anything that you want to add, Alexis? Yeah. So currently working on finishing up my MBA, um, doing an accelerated program at Montclair State. Um, And then I guess with work experience previous, before L'Oreal, I actually started in financial services. Um, I worked for... Affinity Federal Credit Union, uh, before deciding that I really enjoyed supply chain and wanted to make the jump into something new. So that's when I went to work at L'Oreal. Okay, gotcha. Sounds good. I guess my first question would be, uh, why did you choose to get your master's? Why did you go back for your MBA? So the one big reason um, that I decided to go get my MBA was when I was at my first job at Affinity, I was looking for a new job. I had interned there and taken a full-time role. Um, But after like the first year, I was starting to realize there was no real growth in the company and I wanted to do something different. So I started my job search and started to realize that there wasn't a lot of opportunities in finance that didn't involve either getting your MBA or having some sort of other higher level experience or certifications. Mm -hmm. So at that point, I decided it was something I wanted to do. I put it off a little bit further until I got to L'Oreal, mainly because for an MBA program, they're usually looking for some work experience um, so that you have things to bring to the table for discussions and projects of real life work experience that you can, you know, share with your your fellow students and they do the same with you. Um, The other thing was L'Oreal had a really great tuition reimbursement program. So it encouraged me to take the jump to, to do it because it was less of a financial impact. Gotcha. Okay. So what do you think? Like, do you recommend that students, if, you know, they're having a hard time kind of advancing and the, the entry level job that they're at, or, you know, even like landing a job, do, would you like recommend going back for like an MBA? So in my opinion, I think it would depend on what you want to do. Um, personally, like I did the MBA route because I know one day I want to be a manager. Um, the MBA is a little bit more broad and it teaches you a lot of different business skills across all the different functions. You learn about HR, you learn IT, 
um, your regular finance accounting supply chain. But I do have friends that are more finance focused and they know that they want to work in a very technical field. So they did their master's um, okay. because it would be a little bit more specific. So I think it definitely depends on like what you know that you want to do if you don't know. Uh, the best thing, my best suggestion for people is to try to get jobs or internships in different areas. Okay. So that you can see what you might like to do before you make like a financial commitment to go and do more schooling and then have to pay off loans. You want to make sure you know exactly what you'd like to do with it. Okay. That makes sense. So, I mean, I've heard similar things like here at Rutgers, they always tell you to like have like a few internships, like while you're, you know, studying over the summer, at least like one or two, so you can get a bit of familiarity into like what you want to do and what you don't want to do necessarily. So how do you think like the internships that you had while you were at Rutgers, if you uh, remember or whatever you do remember, how do you think they helped you kind of decide what you wanted to do after college? Yeah. So the first internship that I actually had was with CVS. Um, okay. I actually transferred to Rutgers from a community college. So I came in with my associate's degree. So I kind of lost like those first two years of doing internships and being able to network and things like that, like some of the freshmen and sophomores do at, at RBS. Yeah. So I looked around for an internship. I finally connected with somebody at CVS and I was offered a position um, with a couple other Rutgers graduates. And it was more of a pharmaceutical operations position where you learned about the management positions throughout the company. Um, you kind of shadowed as a store manager and then you also learn about the supply chain of the shipping and receiving for the products for the stores. Okay. Um, so that was like my one supply chain internship. And then I also had an internship in finance, which was actually at Affinity um, before they offered me a full-time position. So oh, okay. yeah, it was just really great to have both different types of experiences because I got to see what a corporate office looked like. And then I also got to see what a supply chain or operational role looked like and see like the mm -hmm. things I liked about each one. Yeah, definitely. You know, I, I think that like for a lot of students who are kind of um, in between, you know, job search, don't totally know what they want to do. I think it's super important to kind of intern at different positions and different sectors of like the um, industry. Right. So like you can get a feel for what you want to pick necessarily. And then also, you know, for further education, what you want to um, study, because it can be super, super important. So Switching to the topic of like job finding and things like that, um, when you were fresh out of college, what do you think like helped you most in finding or landing a job? Because um, I know right now, even because of COVID, it's it's pretty difficult for a lot of students to find full time offers. So was it like connections that got you in job fairs? What do you think um, kind of helped the most? So I found like the one big thing was um, one Rutgers has. I forget which class it was for, but one of the classes required you to go to a networking event, um, either with Apex or one of the other supply chain um, professional organizations. Okay. So that was a really big one for me um, because you went and you felt a little awkward because you were the college student in the room, but everybody else in the room, you know, had anywhere between five to 30, 40 years of experience in supply chain. Okay. And it was really good to like meet people, talk to them, find out about their experiences, what they did. So I found that super helpful. The other thing was trying to find a mentor. Um, personally, I have some family friends that were, you know, high up professionals in finance. And then I know some other people that are high up professionals in supply chain. So I was able to talk to those people, tell them what I was learning in school and kind of get some some job advice. Like how, you know, how should I act in the interview? 
what should I look like when I'm talking to recruiters or when I'm looking for a job search, how do I read the job description to see what type of role it is? Because um, actually really good advice I was given by one of my mentors was when you read the job description, you can kind of tell the culture of the role that you're going to get. Um, there's things that she told me to look at that showed that you may be working 80 hours a week here. They have a very, you know, work heavy culture. Oh, you're going to be learning all these different responsibilities in different fields, you know, based on the way the job description was written. So that was pretty uh, helpful. Okay. Interesting. So um, what was the first thing you actually um, mentioned? Um, I didn't quite catch that. You said um, it was where you went and you were like the only college student in the room. Like, Oh, so um, that was I went to a networking event for APIC. So APIC, I forget what it stands for, but there's like a couple major supply chain professional organizations that you can um, join and they do actually monthly meeting. Mm -hmm. But pre-COVID, they were doing like monthly dinner meetings where you would go and there would be a topic that they would teach. But there would also be like a happy hour networking event um, with the dinner so that you could sit with people and you know, speak with different people, exchange business cards or contact information. So that was a really great oh, way to meet okay. people. Interesting. Yeah. No, definitely. Because I've mostly been like doing like job fairs and things like that. And then just like going on the company website and applying. But it's really hard to get a response. Like I tend to like out of like, I don't know, like maybe 40, 50 applications, I get like one or two responses. So I definitely think that like the in-person connections is like a better way to like land a job or like you know, get an in with the company just because you're actually meeting somebody and making an impression on them. So that's definitely a good tip. Um, so at your time at RBS and maybe even like right now and like your continuing education, what's like the most important skill that you learned in school that helped you with your first job, like actually working in the field? And I guess I split that into like one technical skill and like one soft skill. So for soft skills, I would say anything that you are learning in um, business forum in regards to how to speak to people when you're networking with them, how to speak Mm -hmm. in interviews. um, That was like the one feedback that I got from a lot of my managers going through interviews through different jobs was a lot of times they interview candidates that are fresh out of college and they don't know how to properly communicate during an interview or they don't know how to dress or you know, just even common courtesies such as emailing somebody after the interview to let them know that, you know, you really enjoyed the conversation, you'd like to speak again, like, there's just different things of common courtesies that are very helpful for interviewing, because you can kind of make up for not having certain technical skills, if you're a good communicator. Definitely, yeah. I'd say that I think RBS, like, does a great job at kind of preparing you with those soft skills and stuff because when I first came in, I remember, like, my first year or two, like, they were telling me to, like, follow up like at job fairs with like emails and like you know just like teaching me how to speak like I think they did like mock interviews and stuff and I think those were like super helpful because I had never done anything like that before but I always remember that like there was a few um like people that I spoke to at companies who would say that I did a pretty good job of handling myself as like a a sophomore as like a freshman and I think it's because of what I learned at RBS so that's definitely a big thing I think soft skills can make up for like lack of technical skills if you're a good speaker um, or if you're like just good at communicating they're more likely you're more likely to stand out among other students yeah technical skills are definitely something that you know if you see like a certain position you want to go into like with sourcing there may be certain programs or certain things that are industry standards to know you know most people can learn those things either on the job or before an interview you know you try to do some research and figure out how to use it on your own but I feel like communication skills is something that 
might take a lot longer to develop or, you know, some people are always going to be better at it than others. Other people have to just work at it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it comes to practice, right? So that's definitely something. And then in terms of like technical skills, like what would you say was like the uh, most helpful skill when you were working? So definitely Excel and being able to do anything that has to do with data analysis. Um, every company that I've worked at, especially L'Oreal, actually, they were really, really data heavy. Um, they wanted you to be able to use Excel. And then as well as the different ERP systems were very important, uh, learning how to use SAP and also learning how to use Power BI was a big push while I was there. Mm -hmm. um, they used their own data mining tools on top of it. So being able to identify you know, different patterns in the data sets and being able to draw conclusions. Driving change was also like a very big thing there. Okay. Um, always trying to do things better, but the data analysis piece was how you figured out how you could do things better, okay. as well as being able to measure your impact. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, in my experience, like at Catalan, it was a lot more data heavy than I thought it would be and that I imagined it would be. Um, and my Excel skills were definitely put to the test, but I think I learned a lot too. So I think um, a lot of like jobs and internships are shifting towards data entry. And I feel like we're becoming a more data uh, centric um, society these days. So that's definitely a big skill to, to have. So my next question would be, what made you choose L'Oreal and why did you think it was a good fit for you? Or like just in general, like what makes you choose a company after you interview with them and what makes you kind of shy away from a company? Sure. So a couple things that I like kind of looked for when I was looking after my first job. So my first job, the company was really great. The people were awesome and the culture was great. However, uh -huh. the things that I didn't like were things that I was looking to not find in a next company. So they didn't have a lot of opportunity for growth. You really couldn't move up within the company. Um, you also really didn't have a lot of wiggle room on how much money you were going to make. Um, okay. So those were two big things when I went into the job search for the second role. I was like, okay, I need to be away from these two things. And, you know, those were big priorities for me was internal growth and being compensated fairly compared to what, you know, what you should be paid compared to like the market. Okay. Um, so when I started interviewing for the second job, I actually was interviewing both in finance and supply chain. I had interviews at L'Oreal. Um, I interviewed at Kuhn Nagel, um, Barclays Investment Bank. So I was interviewing at a lot of different companies to try to get a feel for what type of role would I like to do? What are different companies offering? What type of benefits? What type of culture? Um, and what stood out to me about L'Oreal was a couple things. One, they're a very well-known company. Um, they have a really big presence in the tri-state area. You can move up within the company in different locations and still be relatively local to the New Jersey, New York area. Uh -huh. um, the roles are also very unique in the company. They don't really have like your typical like data analyst, business analyst. They have a lot of roles that are very specific to working in um, supply chain for makeup. So okay. a lot of the roles are like have a lot of marketing or there's people that I know have friends that work in digital marketing and like their role is to look at like Neiman Marcus's website and figure out how can we promote our, our products better on the website so people buy yeah. them before they buy somebody else's. Mm -hmm. um, Interesting. Yeah, and they also have a very different interview process than some other companies. You had to do a presentation where you built a PowerPoint beforehand and really? pretty much just like presented yourself. Okay. And so, so what do you think about like the interview 
that like stood out like why do you think that that was like a reason why you picked the company I liked it because it was like very creative um L'Oreal is actually more of a marketing company than an actual like production company like they pride themselves Uh in their marketing Uh so they want people to be very like well presented you know it, the way you dress in the office is a little bit trendier. It's not your normal business casual, you know, black and white suit. Okay. Um, they like people that are unique and have unique like visions to bring to the table. They're also a very women heavy company too. Um, I think they recently won an award for having a lot of women in leadership. So that was another okay. thing when I walked into my interview, the table was filled with like six other women that were managers and above. Interesting. So that like, so you got to feel for like the company culture and like it kind of aligned with like your goals. So that's the reason why you, you chose that company, say? Yeah, it's a much different culture than a lot of, um, I would say like, especially coming from a banking background before that, uh-huh. the culture was a lot different. Um, and it was just more of a creative, they wanted to hear new ideas. They wanted to hear creative ideas. It was more of like, I don't want to say artsy, but almost like an artsy culture as compared to a boring corporate culture that you might be used to okay interesting yeah um and so like I guess my next question would be why'd you end up leaving that job and moving on to Catalan so a couple of things um the one big thing was when I was at L'Oreal there's supposed to be a lot of growth um but during COVID they ended up stopping all internal movements up and across um they put a hiring freeze into effect around the time that I was starting to look to move up Okay. Um, I had been in two lateral positions and kind of learned all that I could okay. and was ready for, for something different. So I started looking externally mainly because it was like an indefinite hiring freeze. Okay. And additionally, like doing my MBA and things like that, I needed to um, be able to get promoted so that I could afford to pay for my education. Yeah. So that's the two big reasons why I started looking. But one of the big reasons why I went to Catalan was I also wanted to diversify where I've worked. Um, another tip that one of my mentors had given me was work in different industries. Do not keep working in the same industry because okay. it, that will help set you up for future jobs. Um, I've noticed a lot of job postings for say other cosmetic companies, they might want experience working for a consumer goods company. Okay. Um, same thing with pharmaceuticals. They want prior experience from a pharmaceutical company. So if you work at all different industries, that helps it one day if you see, oh, I see a job at Estee Lauder that I'd like. I have experience in, you know, consumer goods. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, going back to what you said before, one of the things you said was important for you when looking for your next job was the salary. So um, in terms of like salary negotiations, do you have any tips for like, you know, students coming out of college, like settling for their first job? Like, how did you go about that? Yeah. So one thing I've definitely learned like throughout the years was to do your research on what you should get paid. Um, You should know going into interviews, the range that you should be getting paid in the area that you live for what you're going to be doing, the level, the company type. I did a lot of research using LinkedIn premium because sometimes they'll give you salary ranges on positions as well as Glassdoor um, to try to get like a gauge on like what each position should be paying. Because a lot of companies, if you go into your interview and they ask you what you want to be paid, if you kind of give them too low of a number, they may take advantage of you. I have friends that have had success with that where the company was only willing to pay them X amount. My friend asked for five to $10,000 more and they're like, okay, sure, really? we'll, we'll beat that number. So you have to ask because the worst thing that they could say is no. 
Okay. And it, it wouldn't be like, if you asked for more, like it wouldn't be a reason for them to like not hire you or something. I would say maybe if it was like a lot more where they think that you may come to the company, work a couple of months and then find something that would pay them higher. So okay. you do kind of want to be like informed on what the number is that you're asking for. Okay. Um, Cause you wouldn't want to, if a position normally pays like 50,000, you wouldn't want to come in and ask for 80 because you want to be paid 80, but the normal roundabout um, like range would be like 50. You know, you want okay. to be kind of conservative and know like what you should be paid. Okay. Gotcha. Sounds good. And then um, as a closer, um, how do you think like RBS prepared you for your career? So like the stuff you did at Rutgers, I know you were only, you weren't here for the full four years, but you know, were there any specific like, extracurriculars or anything that kind of aided you in your job search out of college maybe like connections wise or anything like that so I felt that the way that the classes were set up was really helpful um for example with the supply chain program a lot of the classes were project based uh-huh. which is not necessarily the same thing with the finance program they did a more a lot of traditional classes but I found that um the industry clients project class okay and the project management course were two classes that were very, very helpful skills. Um, being told like, hey, this is your project and this is the company you're gonna work with, you know, find a solution as a team. And then having the whole semester to really work in a real life business setting. Um, I found that super, super important skills to be learning. Like it was really transferable. The other thing was from my finance background, we use the Bloomberg terminals a lot that are in the RBS building, which um, one of my professors had mentioned was a donation from somebody. And it's a really cool tool that they're super expensive for schools to buy on their own. So if somebody donates them, it gives you the ability to go in and look at financial models and do your own analysis, which is a very important skill if you're going to go into investment banking or equity research or a very technical finance field. So that experience was also great as well. Because that may not be an experience that you can have at another college. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I'm actually um, taking the project management course right now. And I can see where, like, the skills would be super useful. Like, I know at Catalan, um, Conrad was always asking me to come up with, like, a, a project plan for the insourcing, right? And I was, like, you know, lost on, like, how to create, like, different, like, you know, like project outlines and like the objectives and all that. I wasn't the best at it because I hadn't taken this course yet. Um, so I tried my best, but I can definitely see where this course would um, come in handy. And it's it's the, I guess, like the real world application of it um, and like coming up with a solution for like this like fake company kind of helps you get that real world experience. So that definitely makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and I feel like project management is very transferable. Um, my boyfriend actually works in IT but more on a technical side with programming, but he's constantly a supporting role on projects. And a big part of that is still understanding the project manager's role, understanding how timelines work, understanding what the customer is looking for, the end user. So, you know, even if you're not necessarily going into supply chain or not staying in business, or maybe you're moving into more of an analytical technical field, it's still, project management is still a very important skill. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I I think a lot of... um like the corporate world nowadays is like a really like project based and like shifting towards project based. So it's really important to be able to have those skills. Yeah. And I've seen it even be a big thing. Um, my current role is in sourcing. So it's a very big thing on the indirect sourcing side as well. Anytime you bring a new vendor in, you have yeah. to do a project to onboard that vendor. 
Okay. Um, and implement the changes. So even from the sourcing perspective, project management's been very important. Definitely, yeah. Definitely. Um, so I think that's all the questions I had um, today for you, unless there was anything else maybe that you wanted to add or any other tips or anything. Um, I guess the one thing that I would just call out is like a very important thing for being a Rutgers grad. One, you're already in a great place because Rutgers has a lot of networking opportunities. Definitely. Um, I guess the one thing I would point out is take advantage of the employers that are coming in to do the different events. And um, I know I went to some Deutsche Bank events and some L'Oreal events, J&J events when I was at Rutgers. And even if you think you're not interested in maybe the event itself or the company or, you know, the roles that they're trying to, you know, look for to recruit for, I think it's very important to go to as many events as possible and talk to as many people. Because you might not know until you get there and you speak with somebody and find out, oh, wow, this might actually be, you know, a job that I'd like to have one day. So I think it's just to take advantage of all the opportunities that you have while you're at Rutgers. Definitely. I totally agree. I feel like I tell my friends this all the time, but I feel like the the job fairs and the career fairs and the places where you actually like meet recruiters and, and people is the best place to to get jobs and to start your career. Because I don't know, I just... I experience a lot more success at um, job fairs and things like that rather than like online applications. So that's a huge thing. Yeah. Yeah. That draws the gap between what you were saying before, where you're applying to different roles and you're not hearing back because you're kind of just another application in the giant pool. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah. Yeah. You go to a job fair, you're talking to real people and they remember you. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, uh, thank you for your advice. I think that was a a great final tip to close the episode and thank you for coming and speaking to us i really appreciate it and we will catch you guys in two weeks so we hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode and hopefully it helped those of you struggling with full-time offers internships and your overall career direction tune in next time for some general supply chain management industry updates and business related news to keep you in the loop Thanks again for listening to this episode of Supply Chain Central. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at Rutgers Ruska and follow us on Spotify to know when new episodes are posted. That's a wrap!